Welcome to the Sea Press Podcast, a podcast from the Presbytery of Seattle that invites you into conversations about issues and topics that are meaningful to the church and its people. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sea Press Podcast. My name is Reverend Tally Hairston. It is, oh, wait, Reverend Dr. Tally Hairston. I almost forgot that part. <laughs> It's good to be with you um, and to share a little bit today about the upcoming um, Thriving Congregations Leadership Forum. This podcast today will be dedicated to talking through some of the things that we've learned in our learning and some opportunities that we hope you take advantage of in the in the coming weeks um, as the uh, Leadership Forum is coming up September 30th on October 1st, Friday and Saturday. All right, so with joining me today, which you cannot see, I always have to remind myself, this is not video, this is only audio. Mm -hmm. um, joining me today, Reverend Paul Kim and Reverend Maggie Breen. Amazing. Uh, Good to be here, Tally. It's nice to see you guys. Yes. All right, so if you hear a child in the background, that's Reverend Paul Kim. Um, not Paul being a child, but- Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Maggie, won't you open us up with some thoughts on some of the things we're learning? Sure. Yeah, we've been gathering our uh, thriving congregations, congregations for 18 months now. We've worked with about 17 congregations and we're learning a lot. We've had a lot of conversation around the value of being a learning congregation. So we've kind of pulled apart what that means. And I've come to some general agreement that a learning congregation is a congregation that is um, learning with and in their community in really deep ways so that they can identify challenges that are held in common and keep learning from the, con from the community and the congregation about how to respond. What were the questions that are coming up now? Is, well, how do you do that? How do you embed practices? How do you develop leadership that keep the congregation oriented towards learning? Um, and some of the big questions, the big kind of themes that are coming up are around that kind of work causes disruption, right? We learn some right. stuff we don't want to learn. This is hard for people. So what does a pastoral leader, how do we develop leadership that can guide us through that, that kind of um, process? And how do we develop a spirit of curiosity? You know, when we developed as a, as a, often as an organization that understands that we hold a certain truth, a truth that's really important to who we are, right? As people of God, how do we reconcile that with showing up in the community to listen for what the Spirit's saying from the community? So I'll kind of stop there. We've also learned, Tally, which I think is really interesting, that we're really isolated, right? Like the pandemic, we're isolated from each other as a church, and we need each other at this time to be kind of unpacking some of these questions. So we've learned yeah. a lot, but those are some of the big themes, like we need to be oriented. How do we enter into the difficulty of that? How do we show up with curiosity? How do we convene space where no, not everyone's a Christian, right? Right. But well, we're yeah. gonna come. We're gonna come back to all of that. So thank mm -hmm. you for giving us an outline, mm -hmm. <laughs> Maggie, mm -hmm. of some of the things that we're gonna be discussing. Paul, we, we, we brought you on because you're 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 gonna help us organize this um, in ways that are um, maybe not conferency even. That's what, right. What, what have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, so as Tally mentioned, we we planned a leadership forum uh, for September 30th and October 1st, and we're inviting um, 
at first, uh, we were just inviting some cohort pastors uh, to this leadership forum. What we're realizing is that we need to expand the space a little bit. And so we're inviting uh, pastoral leaders, senior leaders that include staff and elders to participate in this forum. And uh, part of my work is to organize this event that is not your typical conference. So it's not some didactic experience where there's a speaker and you just listen and then you uh, break for the day. It's really a dynamic situation uh, where we are coming together. Some of what Maggie was just talking about, how we're isolated, we're breaking that down and we're saying, let's come together and wrestle with these, uh, these topics and uh, these questions together to create space where pastoral leaders and senior leaders can come together and really have um, real talk around some of these challenges and not just uh, kind of play nice, not to live into our mythologies of who we think we are, but really live into the actual story of where we're at and what we want to do. And so we're creating the space where we're inviting um, there will even be some uh, some of our friends from Colombia, senior leaders from Colombia joining us, and we hope that they will lend some voice to the conversation. And um, so we hope for a really rich time of robust dialogue around uh, some of these questions. And this is where it gets a little messy, right? Because mm -hmm. what we're asking is essentially, what does it mean for you to bring your notebook and um, your scratch pad and maybe even your Bible, maybe even um, gathering in a room together with other folks from the congregation. And just for a few hours, um, not sit passively, but to really engage a question of what does it mean to lead a learning congregation? What does that leadership look like? Not just from the senior leader, but from other positions around the congregation where there are leaders throughout, um, including what does it mean to engage um, the, the community? We, we call that a leadership question, but one of the things we're realizing, Maggie, that I think you called out for us was um, kind of the, the difficulty um, of narrowly leading a congregation as if it is somehow disaggregated from the communities that the congregants are a part of like mm -hmm. it's sometimes we have been taught to lead in seminary as such in such a way that it's like our communities are just dropped our congregations are just dropped in a neighborhood and the neighborhood is just a tool to, to hold the church and that's right. it right? right the neighborhood is just this space that we sit in it's really not significant what's more important is that i learn how to prepare for sunday morning and we've gotten caught up in preparing for Sunday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, bulletins and budgets and attendees and the issues that come with that. And, and yet the kind of engagement with the social and cultural challenges of our day are often met with uh, gloved hands from a distance with fear. This is, I'm not making this up, right? This, these are the things we've heard. People go, yeah. our leaders are going, it's difficult to have these conversations. We don't know how to host these conversations. But then when you leave your congregation, congregational building and step into the communities, the social worlds that our congregation are part of, 
many of those nonprofits are trying to handle the hard questions. Right, right. I mean, nonprofits are out there looking for partners to talk to and to talk to deeply and, and genuinely about what's happening. And they want people to show up who are going to explore it with them, you know? And it's funny, Tally, we've been having these conversations with kind of leaders around the country about the why. Why should we do this? And it's it's overwhelming. No one is saying anything around, you know, the stories of Jesus are clear. We're in the community. We're convening public space. We're sitting in that place with all of our questions and our doubts and ready to learn. Like all of our questions, all of our conversations have pointed towards that. But we're but we we feel a little stuck around, well, how do we do that? You know? And that's yeah. and that's what we're trying to kind of unpack. What are the practical ways then that we move towards that type of engagement? As we're leading up to this leadership forum, uh, like Maggie mentioned, we've been dialoguing with leaders around the nation um, in a series of dialogues. And that's one of the themes that have come up um, over and over. This idea of uh, we're not paying attention to our context or neighborhood. Uh, there's We operate out of fear or scarcity. Um, and and we don't make the move. So so the churches that's uh, the shift, the churches and congregations that have been able to do the work have been able to not deny fear and other mindsets and challenges, but to actually say, okay, those are real, and we're going to act on some things, little steps. We're not take we're not we're not saving the whole world, but what can we do in our context, one step at a time? You know, Tally, there's been this theme that's come up. Um with those that have kind of made this move where they've said I remember there was a time where I had to just tell the truth I had to just say what was real you know and people have called it as kind of like a gutsy movement or a you know a, a willingness to just say for real what was going on kind of in their community yeah. how they weren't connected that kind of thing you know that seems like to be a common a common thread that moves through those congregations that are able to make this movement, you know? Right. And I think we're attuned to kind of showing up to a conference and or a leadership forum or even approaching things like a program as opposed to being discipled as leaders in a way. Right. right? So instead of individual discipleship, we're approaching this as community discipleship where we're we're a part of a cohort of folks, a community of folks who are asking these questions of how do I go from hero to host? Mm -hmm. How do I host conversations? In fact, Luke 14 is a great example of Jesus being invited to a dinner party and begins to host this conversation. <laughs> Right, where in between he's teaching and then someone's asking a question and he says some more and then someone asks a question and and he's unpacking their own cultural norms. He's not, he, in that moment, I think we have this idea that, um, that the church can be a place and leadership in the church can be in a place that's not um, conflictual in terms of how we bring people to these hard conversations and yet we serve a leader we follow a savior who modeled how to do that for us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And instead of us engaging these public cultural social cultural questions we oftentimes call them political and we should stay away from them right right and this is why i think it's important for us to 
to really go beyond maybe where we're comfortable. And I, I'm going to, I'll say it differently. It, um, Paul, we've, we've been talking with Curtis Paul DeYoung. We've been talking with mm -hmm. Michael Mata. We've been talking with Dr. Joyce Del Rosario. We've been talking with some amazing folks, Kevin Riley, Pastor Kevin Riley, and building up to this to get the content right, to hear what's really going on. I can name the list of people. You have some other names, I'm sure, mm -hmm. that we've been talking with. And the thing that comes more and more clear to me is, and I'm, I'm going to be really rough here with us, folks. So I'm giving just, let me just prep you when I say this. <laughs> um, pastors don't know what they're doing. Our leaders don't know what we're doing. We have been watching churches close and our people walk away. And after the pandemic, so many people are failing to come back to even meeting in place, meeting in person. The cultural questions of our day are not going to go away because the pandemic went away. Right. The political questions of our day are not going to go away because Trump's not in office. Like, mm -hmm. right. right? Somehow we think we can go back to being asleep in this space. And, and that's how many of us are engaging leadership. And I just want to challenge you that you're not too old, your congregation's not too old. Mm -hmm. You can plant seeds for the future that are transformative, or you can stay transacting and very, very mm -hmm. transactional, right? And so I wanna push some people, I know you may not like me saying this, but I really wanna push some people <laughs> who are going to take Friday and Saturday just to prepare another sermon and then go back to doing the same thing and think that somehow something's going to change. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And everything we're learning, Kali, is that, and everything that we stake our, our, our calls on is that a new way is, is, is being born. It's there if we can bring together the knowledge that we hold together, if we're willing to show up the at the table with, in vulnerability with our real questions, you know, that, that a new way is being born if we'll take the time to come around and try and discern you know, yes. how we're being called, you know? Yeah. And, and that's and that's hard, but we're asking, uh, I think our leaders to do that. Uh, so much of our time is taken up by the pressures of Sunday morning. And, but we, we're not doing the work around, you know, the other six days of the week to understand how our people are living in our community. Um, and so I think the time involved there's a call really for us to engage those other days and 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 what's been helpful for me is to think about um spiritual disciplines and that mm -hmm. actually learning and engaging our community is a spiritual, spiritual act discipline. That's right. Right. and if it's right. a spiritual act then we better make room for that mm -hmm. in our schedules and mm -hmm. to do the work for that mm -hmm. because that will actually inform and work towards sunday morning mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it has to it has to right train up leaders around that also right pastors cannot do this by themselves, themselves right they have to take the lead in in how it gets done but what does it look like to train up leaders around that idea that learning is is a part of our spiritual being presence you know relationship right. with community yeah and by the way we're not talking about bookshelves you know and libraries and theological treaties we're we're talking about learning in the community where there is knowledge in the community. Well, um, yeah, you've said it better than I 
I did both of you. And I just I want to thank you for for joining this call and, and letting me uh, push folks a little bit. I appreciate your pastoral hearts for sure. Um, and I'll say it like this in closing our time today um, on this podcast. And I, I, I pray this uh, has been beneficial to encouraging you uh, folks who are listening to join the leadership forum. Um, even even if it's just for Friday night or just for Saturday, we'd, we'd love to see your face. Someone asked me um, recently about the death of the Presbyterian Church. They essentially said, it's dying. I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. And my response was, I believe in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. The only question is not whether there'll be a resurrection of the church. The question is whether we will like the kind of resurrection we see. And this is essentially the problem, right, is the resurrected Savior didn't come um, with an army, didn't the resurrected Savior didn't come even with his translated body. He shows up to his disciples with, with where they could still put their hands in scars. So um, we have got to sit with that, right, that there is a moment in which we believe in the resurrection. The only question is, do we believe and buy into the way it's being resurrected? It may be that instead of sitting quietly in my office developing a sermon, that the sermon comes from walking the neighborhood or with people. Maybe that's the way it gets done. Maybe that's the way we're being resurrected. Thank you, folks. We appreciate you and hope to see you soon. Blessings to you. Amen. Thank you.